All right, everybody. Are you ready for a spectacular show? Introduce the original bad hombre, the amazing nerd, the hardest working Antifa boys on George Soros's payroll. With Pablo Morale Martinez and Ernesto Mancibo, only on Radio Free Brooklyn. Yes, yes, here we are. Yes, back again. Back again. For our second show of the new year. The second show of 2022. It's twos all across the board. (laughs) I know. Um... (laughs) It's very, it's very, uh, it's a, it's a lot, you know, um, <laughs> the, the twos, twos are better than, oh God, I don't know. I don't know where that joke was going. Speaking of twos, uh, I saw, um, in keeping with your theme of Spanish language horror, um, last night I watched this kind of terrible, kind of interesting horror movie from Spain, um, called two <laughs> it's actually called two so in in spaniard spanish it'd be dof <laughs> <laughs> that's right dof <laughs> so what do you think of dof <laughs> <laughs> it was okay <laughs> It's um, it's it's an experience. I'm not going to say a single thing about it to you or on the air in case you should ever happen to be bored. You have a bout of insomnia. It's like it's a quick. It's a quick trip um, with many twists and turns. And uh, yeah, just keep that in your mind. If you're ever just up late, you're like, fuck, I can't sleep. Uh, just go to Netflix. Uh, look up two. <laughs> and uh enjoy <laughs> uh, I, all right i'll check i'll definitely check it out because i am definitely in horror movie mode um i'm just like dude i have been on as you know i don't know if the listeners know but i've been on a horror movie kick <laughs> um and i've just been like uh burning through a bunch today i also saw a spanish horror movie from from España. um <laughs> Uh, me recordaréis de un uh, de una película que yo es uh, has visto, you know. <laughs> um, it's <laughs> it's a movie called The Day of the Beast. It's a horror comedy from the nineteen from the early nineties, and it is totally not what I expected. <laughs> I thought it was going to be a straight up horror movie and it ended up being like a horror comedy and it was pretty funny. Huh? Um, yeah, I was, I was like, and it's, it's kind of a breezy movie. It's like, it moves really quick. Mm-hmm. It gets right down. It starts off with a bang and, and it hits the ground running. It does. And it doesn't stop. <laughs> and it's, it's really, it's really good. It's one of the few horror movies, especially with um, talk of the devil that um that my mom sat down and watched with me my dad she doesn't normally do that and she watched the whole fucking thing Uh, do you find that your parents are still hard-lined like religious don't fuck with um anything that even is remotely romantic uh demonic kind of 
uh, attitude from when you were younger? Like, are they still as hard or have they softened with age? Uh, my dad has always been a horror fan, right? <laughs> he loves horror movies. The first movie he ever took my mom to see was the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And she fucking hated him for that. <laughs> and then I was almost not, not, you know, I was like almost non-existent. I would have, I would have been Marty McFly had she not returned, uh, to, you know, for seconds, I guess. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh man, you, you did it to yourself. You did it to yourself. I know. I know. <laughs> returned for seconds. Oh my God. <laughs> Um, and then when she returned for thirds, she had my sister. So um, anyway, uh, <laughs> gross. Oh but that's that's not why we're here, you know. Um, <laughs> we're here to talk about uh, what's it called the, uh, the 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 Spanish. Well, no, we did the Spanish horror movies. We were here to talk about the Matrix again. Yes, yes. Um, resurrections and to continue our two-part discussion on this film mm. but first um, before we get into that do you want to go through some of the things that uh, any anything that jumps off the top of your head that you've seen this week that's been in of interest to you <laughs> of interest hmm that's a that's a good question uh, personally I have been going back through the catalog of Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Oh. Yes. Okay. And I got to say, out of all the Star Treks, that one, um, that one is probably the least popcorny to me, uh, if that's a word. It's a word now, uh, popcorny. It's uh, whereas the other series, you know, the, you, you you can be guaranteed a certain level of space battles, uh, of a certain level of pseudo scientific jargon. Um, whereas Star Trek Deep Space Nine has those elements uh, sputtered throughout, especially in different amounts from season to season. But they're a very, I say out of all the Star Treks, they're the most character driven because uh, the setting is slightly different. It's still in space, you know, still has to do with stars and trekking. Uh, but they are right. OK, <laughs> they're on a space station and they deal with. Uh, political issues that deal with like a marginalized species uh, that just uh, fought and freed themselves from an alien occupation. Uh, but that uh, dominating alien force is still involved politically in the region. Um, so it, it doesn't take the, the, the political route and it, it may sound like I'm being fanboyish here. It doesn't take the political route. You are, you are. <laughs> the political route of the first, uh, prequel star Wars movie, uh, the Phantom Menace, where they just sort of like hit you with a whole bunch of like senatorial processes and jargon. And it's just like, Oh my God, just pass the fucking bill already. Um, <laughs> okay. This is more like, people-driven, uh, society-driven, culture-driven, and seeing those clashes between those elements and a, and a people trying to rediscover who they are, both politically and religiously. Um, coming back to it now, I'm just like, this was an incredibly sophisticated series 
both for the sh uh, the sci-fi genre as well as for the era. You know, this came out early to mid '90s, like, and it lasted okay. seven seasons. So, um, I'm really enjoying this uh, this go around again. Uh, well, um, I'm glad that you are, and you know, I I'm. I don't have much else to add about that. <laughs> Although it, it does sound intriguing. And Deep Space Nine is probably among the sci-fi shows that, among the Star Trek shows that I watched the most of mm. um, as a kid because I was, I don't know, for some reason, I, I remember watching a trailer for Star Trek Nine when I was a kid and I saw Odo and the liquid effects. <laughs> And I was I was like, oh, my God, they have T-1000 on they have a T-1000 on their ship. I have to watch this. And Odo is barely in it. And then I, I was always kind of let down by the fact that, like, he barely ever like his he barely ever showcased his powers. And when he did, he turned into like a bird <laughs> or like uh, at some point he, he turned into like a tripwire and somebody just tripped over him. Like, that's how he foiled one of the criminals. And I got to tell you, uh, those liquid effects, they don't hold up. <laughs> no, they don't. They really don't. <laughs> they are definitely of that kind of um, that Gene Roddenberry era of like Andromeda. And what's the other one? Uh, the, the ones with the ginormous heads. You know the one. You know the one. Uh, I've mentioned them. No, the name escapes me. I've mentioned the, them the, more than you know, enough. You know, fucking this, fucking this island Earth guys, the the bald, the bald guys with the the, 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 the what is it called? The Trayvon, the, the Traylons. <laughs> it's Earth Final Conflict, and you Earth Final Conflict, and you're yeah, talking I mean, about the Taylons. God damn it! Okay, all right, all right. <laughs> Settle down. <laughs> I swear to God, that series, that series is due for a, a the remake treatment on the level of Battlestar Galactica. I feel It'll never happen. My I friend. feel don't listen. Don't you sh <laughs> do not shit in my cereal and tell me it's chocolate. All right. OK, all right. it can happen. It can happen. Look, remember how uh, uh, campy and corny the original Battlestar Galactica was like. That was on the same level as Earth Final Conflict. I feel that a, a a visionary could come forward. Let's say he lives in Brooklyn between Park Slope and Sunset Park and give it the proper <laughs> treatment that would re reinvigorate certain aspects of sci-fi. I'm telling you, it can be done. It can be done. Oh, in order to do that, said person would have to watch the entire series. I really said person is in the middle of a rewatch of Lost. So, um, I mean, it, it's going to need some time. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm Pablo Morali Martinez. And I'm Ernesto Mancibo. And together we are the Robots versus Taxes program. On Radio Free Brooklyn. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and then today we are discussing the Matrix Revolutions. Um but before we get into that, you mean resurrection? Uh, I mean, it, oh, sorry. That's right. Boop. The two part, the, the the second of our two part series on our Matrix Resurrections talk. Um, yep, yep. And uh, and but before we get into that, I wanted to um, 
bring up something very New York specific. Uh, well, two things. Very New York specific. One of them, one of which is uh, that um, Eric Adams, uh, our current our current mayor, has um, about on January fifth, I believe, mm. had issued a statement that kind of really pissed me off and really showed uh, the 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 problem I knew I would eventually have with this current mayor, mm. which is he's kind of like, uh, you know, he he struck me as a dirty cop. <laughs> 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 Just, <laughs> there's no other way around it. Um, and, uh, like he just struck me as kind of like a, a person who, uh, I mean, he, he's talked about bringing back stop and frisk. And then, you know, this past Tuesday, he talks about, you know, he, he, they, he issued a statement saying that he wanted people to return back to work. Right. Um, like a full time, possibly three days a week. And, when he was talking about uh, when he was talking about uh, when he was issuing this statement, uh, according to New York One, and I'm quoting directly from New York One, he said, I don't know if my businesses are sharing with their employees. You're a part of the ecosystem of this city. And my low skill workers, my cooks, my dishwashers, my messengers, my shoeshine people, those that work in Dunkin Donuts, they don't have the academic skills to sit in the corner office. They need this. Which is pro possibly one of the most classist, out-of-touch things I've heard since the last classist, out-of-touch <laughs> thing I heard, which was probably a, a previous week ago. This is... But uh, this is on some let them eat cake level kind of shit, you know, like, yeah, what the my my low my low skill uh, employees who don't have the academic acumen. The ac the, yes, the acumen. Fuck you, Rob. My <laughs> <laughs> the wherewithal to the means. <laughs> To pull themselves up by the bootstraps. Well, first of all, if I could just say, as somebody who's worked in offices for the majority of his uh, <laughs> job career, um, <laughs> you really don't need that high of a level of academic acumen to work in an office. It is really not that kind of fucking serious, first of all. Uh, second of all, they all these all these people that he mentioned provide. I would have thought it would have become clear over the last 20, 20 to twenty four months that these people provide some of the most vital services um, of the city. If if not if not in regards to the priority of of a person's well being, then the things that we uh, value the most in regards to our creature comfort creature comforts and convenience and that should not be downplayed or, or or put on a lower rung you know when we were all stuck inside uh these low skill employees that he was talking about were still uh working for uber eats and seamless and doordash and all these places to make 
all of our lives comfortable, even though they were still putting themselves at risk. They still had to contend with the uh, the shifting uh, protocols from night night to night, whether it was uh, whether is the the curfews that happened last summer and them making sure that they had letters from their employer so that when they were stopped by police, they could let them know, no, I'm actually working. I have permission uh, to be out and about a, a, a this sort of. Uh, uh, like exception was made for for people like me, whether it was that or just dealing with COVID and trying not to get infected themselves. Uh, these are, it's it's really really insulting to call these people low skill and put them on a lower rung. Yeah, because once you assign that kind of uh, name to to people who are basically providing the momentum to get the city back on its feet and not just the city but the country back on its feet they're they're basically keeping us all afloat if it wasn't for them like if they decided not to come in this this country would come to a fucking halt mm -hmm. so to 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 other them that hard is an is insulting and kind of just speaks to the kind of like out of touch character that eric that i suspected eric adams to have mm. so i'm just really hoping that you know within the next few weeks we see at least some kind of change in tone because as of now like this guy is still can to me is gonna forever be uh labeled an asshole mm. so um so you know fuck eric adams at this point yeah uh, you know i don't give a fuck same, same. Um, uh, but uh, moving on to, uh, you know, uh, sillier news. You know, <laughs> proof that we're living in a simulation. Um, this, this, this caught my attention super hard. Uh, but uh, uh, did you hear about that lady that uh, farted into jars what? and <laughs> had a had a fucking heart attack. No, like, that's her. That was her business. Are you making this up? <laughs> no, I'm not making this up, dude. I will send you. I will send you the article right now. You know what? Let me let me read it to you right now. Please do. Um, <laughs> Farted into jars. I got it. Look, while you're sending me this, I, I'm just gonna comment off the off the dome. Uh, props to her for creating a niche and then filling it with her farts because that is a business idea that i can honestly say i would have never thought of that's right um i, I mean it this it's like the new pet rock right <laughs> <laughs> so uh the person in question is stephanie motto and according to forbes magazine she's an she's part of the the she was a reality TV star. She made her name. She made a name for herself when she was on 90 Day Fiance, a show that uh, I took pleasure in uh, garbage eating, uh, <laughs> garbage binge watching. Uh, I subjected myself to. But uh, according to Forbes magazine, Stephanie Motto, or Matto, I don't know, uh, a self-described fartrepreneur, which oh can my happen God. when you follow. <laughs> 
when you, f- uh, which can happen when you follow what you pass rather than just your passion. Oh my! Very, very clever Forbes magazine. Oh, Forbes had so much fun with this. This involved not just selling jars of farts, but also selling the director's cuts of her filling the jars as well. Ugh. In other words, these were the director's cuts of. Oh God. Listen to this magazine. <laughs> In other words, these were director's cuts, the cheese. Oh, jeez. <laughs> In the following video from her YouTube channel, Amato described how the ju- the jarring business that she claimed was bringing in, get this, around 100K, right? You're kidding. No, no. I've read deeper into this. And I feel like with every word I, I utter, it's it, like it comes closer and closer to a, a pun. You know, it's just like the, I feel like the jokes are just busy writing themselves <laughs> in my brain. <laughs> this lady made 100K in two weeks. Oh, but but then gave herself a heart attack because all because she switched up her diet to fulfill the demand. Switch up her diet so she, all she was eating was cheese and beans and eggs. Is she dead? Uh, you know, no, she she survived to, to fart another day. But, <laughs> but fucking, like, can you believe this shit? <laughs> Two weeks, man. 100K. There was that much demand. <laughs> she's like i got to up production <laughs> yeah and i'm thinking like the the whole time i'm re- reading that i'm like this fucking idiot is she that is she that desperate for authenticity that she can't just like get a few rotting eggs and make a contraption that just fills up the like a set of jars with like you know rotten egg smell she has to go for the full like you know i have to change my diet uh, because you know, uh, I I have to make that uh, that quota. You know, she's a uh, she's a craftswoman. <laughs> hit, hit <laughs> she's a craftswoman. She's a cr- that what you said? yes. She's a craftswoman. She uh, <laughs> she takes pride uh, in her uh, in her production in her product. Do you think there are labels, or it's just a straight up just jar? <laughs> if i can you imagine like <laughs> some guy is like he gets the jar ages past like 20 years down the line his kids his grandkids are playing around and they knock over a jar and it like smashes against the floor and then like a little ghost like <laughs> and he's like oh that was that was my best 2021. It was a good year. <laughs> oh, man. What, what was that, Grandpa? <laughs> well, well, uh, you know, well, Jimmy, uh, there comes a time in a man's life where he just has to order uh, jars filled with, uh, you know, vaporized fecal matter oh, oh, oh. to survive. Vaporized. Why didn't you get it just beamed directly into your nose? Because it's the future. Of course, yeah, it's the future. <laughs> <laughs> and it's been normalized at that point, right? 
He's just like, shut up and go attend your future sports or whatever the fuck you kids do now. I know. Ultra basketball and whatnot. But uh, that, so <laughs> she made. Is that the one where you have to wear roller skates? Oh, yeah. Play? Of course. Uh, uh, all future all future sports are on wheels in some shape or form. So. Right, right. <laughs> but, but you were going to say, what were you going to say? Um, so. <laughs> she gave herself a heart attack uh in order to keep up with demand and survived is she going to continue the business like what's the what's the uh the uh, game plan for her? did I, she have I, I didn't really read about the future about her future did she have as a as a as a content maker for as a content creator oh god for but if if making a hundred k in in like two weeks, she had to have had like a staff. So did she have to uh, lay any of them off? I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. And is uh, also is this is this uh, is this fucking um, article also talking about the fact that she's like they keep mentioning that she includes a director's cut. Does that mean she's shitting into jars too, or I, would that can be considered a uh, would that be considered a uh, hazardous material? That would be considered a hazardous material. It has to be. Yeah, of course. Do people? Yeah. You don't. You can't just send shit through the mail. Like you can't do that, can you? I don't know. <laughs> I haven't needed to do that yet. <laughs> Thanks for the 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 added yet. <laughs> <laughs> Never has a word been so important in my sentences. <laughs> You're a man who keeps his options open, I can see. Oh, dude, of course, man. You never know how, what what's going to happen in the future. And I'm depending on that to happen eventually. <laughs> Hopefully. You heard it here first. <laughs> if you want me to take a shit in the jar and send it to you, you know, send us an email or write us a positive review on iTunes. Uh, or and uh, Google Podcasts. Oh my God! And uh, you know, check out our Instagram page. Maybe I'll make a, a making of. Oh my God! Like little... <laughs> Dude, Dude, you don't ever know, man. Fuck it. I want to make a hundred k in two weeks. Fuck that. Yeah, I'll shit in a jar. Oh my God! <laughs> I don't give a fuck. This is gonna go, this is gonna come back to haunt you somehow, <laughs> some way somehow. <laughs> oh my god! Oh man, we're living in a simulation. Yeah, my friend. This simulation must be running in a Game Boy because this makes <laughs> no kind of fucking sense, man. Shit. Uh, you said it. <laughs> but that's that leads me to our. <laughs> To our big conversation, uh, the second part of our Matrix Resurrections talk. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, you had brought it to my attention uh, last episode that you felt that the action in this uh, in this um, in this chapter of the Matrix was lacking, and I felt the same way. Mm. But was there anything else that you were just like, okay, that's that's not exactly how i that doesn't exactly feel like the matrix right mm. i feel like the fashion was toned down uh in the original trilogy uh they they did not shy away from the tight leather or pleather or latex you know it basically felt like 
you know, this was an adventure happening between uh, BDSM sessions, you know, and I dug that. I dug it. This one, not so much. It felt like it's at certain times a bunch of hipsters who were like, hey, remember the Matrix? Let's go. <laughs> let's go down to the thrift store and like, you know, remake it. You know, we've got an afternoon. Uh, so there was at no point where I felt the uh, the crew of the Nemesine, uh, all of them except for Bugs, at, at any point was I, did I feel intimidated by them? Like, oh, these motherfuckers are going to kick some ass. So I was just like, eh, they're kind of cosplaying. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, as much as I love Bugs the character, you're damn, you hit it right on the head. Because as much as I love Bugs the character, I would uh, just automatically assume that she's going into the new school. You know, <laughs> she's majoring in illustration. You know, <laughs> she's considering doing, you know, a few side galleries in FIT. Mm. You know, it, it just just the works of it just smacks of like arts, art school student um, fashion, especially. Damn, dude, there was one of the crew. I don't know who's, but I still, I've watched the movie three times so far <laughs> and uh, I still can't tell you what their names are, but one of the crew members, um, uh, she, she, they, uh, had, um, her hair kind of glue, gorilla glued down to her head. Hmm. Did you notice that character yep. where she was just, just like, I was like, that is, that doesn't look good. Oh, that doesn't look good, man. <laughs> that just looks like you got into a gluey, sticky situation and you just finagled your way into a haircut. <laughs> it's a super it's a super cuts haircut. What the fuck, man? I was just like, you know. <laughs> That's so true, man. That's so true. It, in the original Matrix movies, even in Reloaded and, you know, Revolutions, it was like uh, even they they were stylish. Yes. Right. They had style. They had a certain style to them. And this one definitely felt like a bunch of hipsters were just like, "Ooh, let's go to the Matrix. You know, <laughs> it's true. It's true. And I listen, I I appreciate that uh, they were trying to move this series into a different direction rather than regurgitating the exact same thing from back in the day. But, but, um, I think that the creators need to realize that, you know, you have a fan base built into this. It's not the same as, um, trying to start out fresh. Uh, so when you make subsequent chapters, you gotta throw in a little more of what hooked us in the first place. And part of that was, uh, the, beautifully choreographed kung fu action and the fashion like the look yeah. it, it became iconic how many times over the past you know 15 16 years has that look been uh parodied because you know automatically you know somebody enters a computer program you have shades and leather and all the and this look and this way of moving um it's all because of matrix and then in resurrections they kind of threw most of that away yeah uh and i i, I totally agree with you there also um 
I don't know if I brought this up in the in the last episode, and so I've heard some other people talk about this. Um, the look of the movie looked a little. I understand that they went they did away with the green because mm. the Matrix kind of has rebooted itself, mm. so they're going for a wa- a, a more color oriented, like a brighter color oriented palette. Sure, but uh, but it looks. Uh, yeah, I definitely brought this up in the last episode. It just looks weird. It looks like a TV show. It looks like the CW uh, <laughs> Flash. Oh, boy. Like, that's how bright and colorful it is. Mm, mm. So, um, especially when they got onto the train to Tokyo. Yeah. The bullet train to Tokyo. I was just like, oh, the special effects are a little... They look very video gamey. Yeah, like they look like cuts cutscene ish. Yeah, yeah, certainly. I mean, they, they they every once in a while they'd toss in something that had that was cool or had the potential to be cool, but I felt like maybe they just didn't fully commit or the camera work just wasn't on par with the original trilogy. Like one of the things I thought was super cool that just added a little bit of a visceral quality was when one of the people that the crew was fighting got thrown out of the window of the train and you could just tell that their momentum stopped because of the wind resistance and you had this moment of like oh shit that person is dead like yeah no that too, that guy's vaporized like into a million chunky pieces it's like when they i love that part that that part was was cool you just know that when they hit the ground like it's just going to be a smear of flesh for at least a quarter mile just just from their body trying to like uh, uh, drop off the momentum of getting out of like a, a bullet train that's going 300 plus miles an hour. Um, and there was also a part in that uh, sequence when two of the crew of the Nemesine, uh, they did this thing where like one bent over the back of the other in order to like uh, shoot their guns and they were like almost upside down. And I was like, if they would have like slowed that down and like given it better camera work it would have punched more um it this this yeah. this more oh. the, it, it at that point it just sort of seemed like uh it seemed more it, it's like a proof of concept that made it into the film without being polished um that's just my humble opinion about that yeah i mean maybe they were on a deadline <laughs> um and then they were just like no we can't really like punch up the the really you know the the wow moments you know the fan service moments mm, mm. like that because uh, you know there were there were definitely moments w- especially during the uh the the fight scene with the exiles in that empty warehouse uh that leads into the big smith and neo fight scene mm. that i was just like uh, that that one that one was proof to me that like okay th- i think the director is a just a different person because there were moments where i didn't know what was happening mm. and then but then i, I re- as i rewatched it i thought that the neil versus new smith was cool mm. i actually thought that i was like I, that that fight isn't that bad mm. um and a lot of people are out there complaining that uh, Neo doesn't do 
martial arts anymore. I'm just like, the guy is 60 years old. Is he really 60? Like, <laughs> I I think so. he he's either it is or in his, I don't know how old he is. He's like ageless, the, the <laughs> motherfucker. Um he is how old is he? Uh he's he's he's, he's 57 years old. He's 57. So he's in his late 50s. I mean like, you know, uh, people are making videos about like, you know, Keanu Reeves back in the day and you see a bunch of like um fast martial arts moves and like him blocking them mimicking the choreography where he's blocking Agent Smith with one hand. Mm. And then it's like uh, um you know, Neo now. And it's just like doing the force push. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, motherfucker, you try to do martial arts when you're like 57. <laughs> like, dude, just like we got a new Matrix, man. <laughs> like, chill the fuck out. See, th- I, I, that's something that I definitely noticed, too. But I'm also on your side. It's like the dude's 57. He's not going to be uh, he's not going to be what even he said that in one. I think he was on Colbert and he was just like. Yeah, I could still do some of it, but some of it I can't, and it pisses me off. But, you know, it is what it is. It's good to be back in the saddle. And I was just like, you know what? It's fucking fair. It's not, nobody's asking you or I to like, strap into, you know, kung fu wires and, and do this shit decades after we, you know, after we originally did it. But this just uh, pushes the point for me that uh, since technology has come so far, uh, in the last, you know, 15, 20 years, we need to bring back the digital body doubles. I mean, the uh, the burly. I'm dead ass. I'm no. dead ass serious. The burly brawl was was magnificent for its time. And in many ways, it still holds up today. Now, we just saw that demonstration for Unreal Engine for uh, the Matrix uh, demo that rele- was released for PS5, Xbox, as well as PC. And just in game mode, you know, the stuff that you can play at home, it looks magnificent. Imagine, I mean, we don't really have to imagine. We we see movies in this day and age where they do magnificent things with like digital versions of actors. Like they can do that for the Matrix and make it look mind-blowing that way Keanu and Carrie Ann and the rest you know don't have to spend (laughs) like six to 12 months in in kung fu training you know I'd like them to but you know let's uh let's let's take up the slack with you know computers yes I semi agree with you (laughs) dude we were I I just don't think even even with the video game graphics and the video game cutscene stuff, it doesn't, it's still, it's not quite there yet, right? Mm. Where, like, you can fool the viewer into being like, whoa, Kung Fu, you know, Neo's <laughs> doing Kung Fu again. It's not quite there because, like, as much as the Burly Brawl holds up and make sure it's reloaded when he's fighting, like, you know, 50 Agent Smiths, um, the m- when it starts going into virtual, like, actor mode, and they're doing things that are physically impossible, Mm -hmm. it it still looks like rubber. It looks like rubber people. It's true. It's true. And and, uh, the only part that holds up are the live-action parts because those parts are, to me, are like the icing on the the cake of that movie. Mm. Other than, of course, the 
the the the car the epic car chase scene, which uh, still gives me chills yes. to this day. Yes, same. <laughs> but um, I I think that you know within the next ten years we'll we'll totally get there and we'll totally see Keanu Reeves kicking ass once again. Mm. Um, you know, in digital mode, but uh, for right now, I I can't I can't fully commit to a. Uh, wholehearted yes to being like yes let's do that <laughs> I, I think that it could be a bad idea I uh, look I, I understand your trepidation but I, I'm gonna have to reiterate my point back when reloaded and revolutions came out they they pushed that technology to like its utter limits and because of that in the years hence we've gotten some beautiful possibilities uh in movies and tv shows that have wowed us and i feel like taking that same visionary approach to the technology we have now and doing something with these movies specifically would do that again for the industry and i feel like though we haven't gotten to the point where uh computer graphics would be indistinguishable uh from uh, live action human performances. Uh, I feel like if they gave it that same push, uh, they would, they would do things that we haven't seen before. Uh, and I, you know, I'm still, I'm, I'm going to hold a candle up for that, man. <laughs> okay. All right. Fair enough. Uh, I, uh, I, I'm, 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 I'll be excited if the, that day comes, but for right now, uh, it's, uh, you know, to show my age and paraphrase American Idol, it's going to be a no for me. <laughs> oh, you know? God. Oh, <laughs> man. Oh. Why would you dig up the ghosts of history? <laughs> the ghosts of Randy Jackson. Um, so... Uh, what else? can all right? So let's get into a little bit of the 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 trippier aspects mm. of the Matrix. I want to talk a little bit about Morpheus. What the hell is going on with Morpheus? It like, all right. I know he's a program. How was he? Tr what is there a reality adjacent to the Matrix that? neo created because what what happened like the modal what is like what is it can you explain it to me because i i did get a little like okay is this a matrix within a matrix is that what that's this is? what it is that that's that, okay, that's at least what i took it as i mean um because neo is the one um and he has that source code in him remember back in the first movie when the original morpheus morpheus said that there was a man born within the matrix who could uh, remake it as he sees fit and i think neo working as a game programmer inadvertently was using his uh, powers of the one when he created this modal and instead of just creating npcs for a video game he was creating ai <laughs> that oh, holy that shit. had the potential easily had the potential to become self-aware as we saw at the beginning of the movie when um yaya abdul mateen the second was just like I'm Morpheus, you know. It was just like, oh shit, you know. Right. So, I, I think that's what happened. 
Okay. All right. Cool. All right. That's what I thought it was, but I just needed to hear somebody else say it. <laughs> so you needed somebody much smarter, much much smarter than no, I. No, you needed somebody to co-sign your insanity because we sound like maniacs talking about this right now. <laughs> <laughs> so he created a matrix within a matrix and created life within this. You know. So <laughs> And that's part of the genius about just the Matrix and the Matrix Resurrections in general, right? That, like, to describe it is uh, – you're going to have to take a trip, right? <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. So, okay, so that happened. Uh, the uh, – what else? Okay, so – Right, he they they make nanobots, so now they have uh, uh the programs that can come into the real world, um, which is a really, really cool concept. Like, I feel there are so many side stories, uh, that could arise from that. What do you think? Yeah, uh, definitely, definitely. I, I think that it's. It, it, I think just to have that concept there is just if they were to keep continuing this storyline and these stories, they should really delve into that because that part kind of blew my mind. Mm. And the, the fact that like um, there are Android, uh, there are robot uh, allies yes. to the cause. That 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 was that that I I, I was like I want to see this movie more. <laughs> I want to see more of this. Like I really I I de like I'm hungry for more Matrix content. Um, and, and I really hope that they continue with it. So that that aspect of blurring uh, the digital world with the real world, um, has so many avenues, and I feel like they're. They could do callbacks to uh, the original trilogy that would challenge what we perceive as sentience. For example, um, now we have programs that could uh, take these uh, sort of interact in our world uh, through this nanobot cloud or whatever. But as we saw in uh, Reloaded, we know that programs potentially could overwrite human consciousness uh, as we saw with smith due to bane so what if in this new world we had you know since there's more communication between uh, the machine world and the human world what if we had extremists on both sides who were just like you know in order to fully make a uh like this world integrated or to change things, humans are voluntarily allowing themselves to be written over by machines or. Whoa, holy shit. Whoa. Or they figure out a way to fully digitize a, a human being within the matrix so that they no longer need their bodies. Somehow deciphering what happened to Neo when his consciousness was split and he wasn't in his body anymore. He was just in uh, Mobile Avenue. Like, I, I, I feel like those are the stories that would um, bring kind of like the mind fuck that people hunger for when it comes down to the Matrix. Wow. I'm 
I'm kind of blown away by that. Also, did you use the word deciphering as a as a as kind of like a little Easter egg there? Uh oh, oh no, I, I inadvertently, but uh, good catch. <laughs> yeah, because I don't know. I I I I think that that is a, those are some brilliant concepts, and I would love to fucking see. Like, if if you talk about the Matrix long enough, you like you'll just start start bending the rules of like how everything works within its lore. Uh, so. I, I would fucking kill to see that. I would really I really would. By the way, what did you think of the fact that they did away with agents? Something that I'm a little sore about because I love agents. Mm. Uh, and they replaced them with bots. The swarm. They replaced them. Yeah, the, the swarm mode. Yeah, bots. yeah, yeah. Did now did they fully do away with agents? Is that was that established? Or, or do agents exist in like a limited capacity in other parts of the matrix? Limited capacity because I think when Neo entered that cafe uh, to meet the analyst and was surrounded by cops and stuff, that uh, the, he he was like behind him were three agents. Mm. Mm. So, yeah, I was uh, I, I was expecting there to be more of them but they kind of did away with the whole agent concept so i do think that they're in more limited capacities now mm -hmm. i thought the uh, the swarm mode uh was really good uh for two specific aspects one uh i feel like it it was a commentary on the way people approach political ideology in this day and age where it's no longer about an individual's motivation. It's just, you know, you are you are a soldier in this particular uh, insane way of thinking and you just do what we say and you don't question it. Whereas agents, agents seemed more organizational. They took orders. Uh, they you saw them converse with each other in order to come to a conclusion. You know, it's him, the anomaly. Do we proceed? Yes, he is still only human. Whereas the, right. these bots, they were just like jumping out the fucking window now. You know, it's like, yeah, <laughs> I, th I guess I'm going to kill this guy, <laughs> you know. Now, um, <laughs> and then with regards to that, uh, do you think that there were allusions to January to the uh, to the January protest, yep. to the January riot. absolutely, e especially with the when the wh when the free minds were trying to like get out of the matrix, but they were surrounded by cops and like it just looked like a giant mess. Oh my god! Oh my god! I couldn't help but be like, what What are we watching here? Oh, what What is it we're looking at? Totally. You know? Totally. I, I, I kept thinking of January 6th, especially during uh, the final act when, you know, it was kind of like the Matrix at night and Neo and Trinity became uh, realized and uh, they were <laughs> just trying to get the fuck out of there. I was just like, oh, this this so seems like uh, a mega protest in so many ways. Yeah, with just like the hordes of those bots just coming after mm, them. Mm. Yeah, I definitely felt that. 
Um, and, you know, Lana Wachowski has basically gone on record as saying, like, well, not not gone on lec- record saying anything about it, but, uh, you know, she is definitely against that whole mentality because, you know, Elon Musk and Ivanka Trump talked about the taking the red pill and she, uh, like, uh, uh, you know, Lana Wachowski responded, fuck you both. You know, <laughs> she's she's made her position very clear with regards to like how how she feels about that ilk. So she fucking rocks. <laughs> yeah, I know. And, and um, so do you would you recommend that there be another sequel trilogy? I know we've talked about you know, the sequel trilogy, but I, I don't know if you feel the same way about, you know, seeing more. Absolutely. Absolutely. They, they gave us enough in this film to, to ask more questions, which is, I I feel is a great start to another trilogy. Um, If it was just another cash grab, uh, which if, if they had taken out more of those interesting elements, it might've been, but they showed us that the world has grown and just gave us little inklings of it, which I feel gives plenty of material to continuing this story and continuing the Matrix overall. Right. Um, I second that. I want to see more Matrix stuff. I mean, I don't know how how much is this is stuff that I made up in my head, or if it actually if I actually heard murmurs of a ma- of more matrix like but in tv form mm. Mm. i would love to see a matrix tv series yes so, yes absolutely yeah so i'm i'm psyched um so we're coming close to the end of the show and uh i of course i i still want to talk more about the matrix resurrections fuck it might end up being a three-part <laughs> but I I really want to uh, want to also discuss the book of Boba Fett, and uh, because it's the the first two episodes are out, uh, you know, next Wednesday the third episode is going to come out. I'm I'm kind of really psyched about this series. Okay, um, there's a lot of things that I like and a lot of things I'm not too keen on, but uh, I really I like what. Uh, if, if you could give like your one word review of the first two episodes, what do you think so far? Uh, my one word review is I haven't seen them yet. Oh shit! <laughs> is that one word or is that several? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that's, a, that's a few. Uh, that's a few. That's a few. <laughs> I'm terrible. I'm really terrible. I, but I'm no, 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 dude, dude. You know, but I'm psyched. You're an adult. I'm, <laughs> That's debatable. That's really, really yeah. debatable. But I'm psyched to I'm, same. I'm, I'm psyched to watch it, and by next week, I'm definitely going to be all caught up. So that's definitely something for next episode. Okay. All right. Well, uh, it's time for us to mosey on down the line <laughs> and get, hit that exit. So uh, from both of us here, I am Pav, and I'm Ernesto. And together we are the Robots versus Taxes program on Radio Free Brooklyn. And while you're out there, you could try keeping it real. But you should try keeping it right. Song of the week. I'm going to go fart into a jar. <laughs> <laughs>
Into another life. 